Welcome to the Collector's Cast, everybody. Uh, once again, I'm here. I'm Clint. He's here. He's Mike. We're both here. We're going to talk about collecting art today. What do you think about that, Mike? Well, awesome. I, I love the thought of collecting art. I'm not a, a super like knowledgeable art guy. I did, at one point in my life, have a couple of Picasso lithos. But that's a uh, step or two up on me. <laughs> but you know the the thing I, about about collecting and art. So we are the the collectors cast. Yes. And to me, whenever I say, you know, collect, when someone says, "Oh, I collect," I art hits my brain first. Yeah. You know, before cars or motorcycles or all this stuff. But yeah. um, it is one of the oldest things to have been collected. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and, and I, I own a little bit myself. I don't have the Picassos that you've had, but I do have some original uh, in the shop over here off camera, some red skeleton paintings that, that old Red painted himself. Yeah. He was fond of painting clowns, and uh, he did quite a few cool versions, and I have some of those in you, my shop. you got a nice Brender. I do have a Carl... Carl... Uh, is it what Carl's Brender or Carl, Carl Brenders? Brender. Yeah. Brenders? Brender. Brenders. I think it's Brenders. Anyway, okay. he's a yeah. wildlife artist, like uh, like uh, Robert Bateman. But he, for some reason, on this one particular time, instead of painting cougars and owls, he painted a motorcycle. Yeah, and I got that from you. That yeah, Carl uh, Brenders. Brenders. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very very nice. Yeah. So yeah, we, and we well, and hey, I have to mention this. Yes. You yourself, pal, are a pretty darn good artist. Yeah, I fiddle you know? around with pen and ink once in a while. Thank you for yes. saying that. And so, uh, but but I don't have it exposed very well out in the world, and I think this next guest is going to be able to help with that. So. Yeah. And, and listen to our listeners out there. If you dabble in art, or you or you might know one of these people that. You look at at their artwork and you go, "Holy crap! You you should be selling that stuff." And they're not, for whatever reason. Stay tuned. There we you might, go. We got something that might Sounds help you like out. You know more than I do. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with our special guest. See you in a minute. Well, welcome back to the Collectors Cast, everybody. We're back with, uh, as always, uh, your two hosts, Clint and Mike, are with you. And we've also got somebody on the phone today, don't we, Mike? We've got yep. a very special guest. I don't think you'll have a, uh, any trouble remembering his first name. Uh, please welcome Mr. Michael Fashionello to the show. Hey, hey, Mike, how are you doing? Welcome, Mike. Thanks so much. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, we're having fun here in the Cave of Wonders, and we're just looking around at all the amazing collectibles. And uh, I've got some art in here, which I understand you know a few things about. But uh, rather than me tell the people, uh, let's let's hear a little bit about your company and what it is you do. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself there, sir. Yeah, so um, I run an online art business. Um, it's a communal marketplace or social uh, commerce marketplace for art. Um, we enable artists to post their work and sell it directly to collectors, um, where we have a third party involved or a third user type, if you'll let me uh, use some tech lingo, um, that validates them that being the critics, um, or, or critics, um, who basically write criticism or commentary around work as it's posted. So collectors get a little bit more. Um, sort of insight into what they might be beginning with the, the artwork. Uh, okay. Um, you know, just I did a little bit of quick reading just before we got on the line with you just to see 
what your uh, setup was about. And I was on your site there, and uh, which is called uh, what again? Mira. Sorry, it's uh, Alt- Altamira, Altamira, and the, the website altamira.art. Yes, and and I was on there, and what caught me first of all is because I am a somewhat of a uh, untrained artist, if you will. Uh, is that that seems like a space for artists to get their work on and get known. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that, uh, that's exactly Yeah, that, because th- that's what excited me right away. It's like, oh, exposure. Okay. So how would artists go about getting their stuff online with you? Yeah, so artists, any artist can sign up, and then there's a quick verification process. Um, so that we can make sure that, that they are in fact a, a working and selling artists. Um, one sort of caveat, we only allow artists to post their work on here. Um, in that way, uh, there aren't any galleries or anything like that. Uh, we just see it as a better model where artists are, are making more of the money um, instead of uh, sort of the, the third party gallery. I, I'm sorry, just to explain there, you, you're saying that uh, if they post their art on your site, they're not to have it anywhere else. You, like you get exclusive. No, no. No, I got that wrong. No, we don't. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, I must have done a j- bad job of explaining that. Um, we, we I, don't I could just do gallery. a bad job of understanding, which is quite possible, too. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> go, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, educate me, sir. It's, no, what I was saying is uh, we only allow artists to post on our site. Um, and so on a lot of other platforms out there, um, mo- in most cases, it's galleries that are posting their oh, artist's inventory of work. Gotcha. So and only so the, the individual themselves can post. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, yeah, for, thank you so, for clarifying that. Of course. Yeah. And um, in that way, um, I'm sure you maybe know this, but galleries take 50% of all sales. Um, from their artists. And then today's, we just sort of see that as unnecessary. Um, and basically every other industry where, um, the, the individual that's driving most of the value makes most of the money. Um, and most of the artists that we have on Altamira are attracting a lot of their own collectors anyway, um, through Instagram, social media, what have you. And we're sort of a, a social, um, platform in our own right, just focused exclusively on art. Oh, okay. No, that, that better explains it. Now, uh, so you're basically removing the brick and mortar aspect again, saving people money by uh, making it an online thing. Is that right? Yep, that, that's correct. Um, to, to be successful as a, a gallery, you have to uh, have really, really good real estate and that's expensive and that cost gets passed on to, to both the artist and to the collector. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you got to be able to pay the power and the lights and whatnot at that big fancy place in uh, prime real estate. Because let's face it, the hoity-toity art people aren't going to go and look at paintings out in, uh, you know, Hope, B.C. or anything. It's got to be downtown in a big city somewhere. I, I have a, a very, very basic question I want to ask you about, sure, Mike. Michael. It's, so if someone is a, a good artist, but they haven't sold yeah. anything yet, let's say. You know, they're saying, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you should you should sell this stuff, but of course it's hard for them to get their stuff in the gallery. Is your platform the platform for them to go to? Or do they need do uh, they need some recognition already? Nope. Um we are we are a place for them. Um we we kinda look out there and say we don't think that 
Um, the, the few individuals in New York City should be deciding who can be an artist and what good art is. Um, so, so long as you can de demonstrate that you're a working artist and, and um, meet some very basic thresholds of quality, then we'll let you onto Altamira, where our community, in effect, evaluates if if the work is good or not, and um, the the better work gets uh, highlighted more prevalently and gets better real estate on the platform. Yeah. Um, so, so it, which is a benefit to the collector. Yeah, it's it's nice to know that there's still that beauty in the eye of the beholder uh, out there. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I equate yeah. it very. I equate it very much to like the music industry used to have such a stranglehold yeah. on who got to get played on the radio and who didn't, and and it really came down to them who got famous, and yeah. they sure charged for it. The artists got milked like, like anything yeah. back then. So this is this is a really cool thing you're doing here, to be honest. And Mike was being nice. Uh, say an artist comes along who's <laughs> never sold anything before. <laughs> Damn it, Michael! I have sold a couple of drawings. No. So. <laughs> 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 no, I actually, I wasn't thinking about you, pal, honestly. But I, I do know a couple of artists that uh, actually have done a couple of, uh, one lady has done a couple of pieces for me, and I always say to her, wow, you should be selling this stuff because it's amazing. Oh, you're talking so, about uh, our yes. good buddy. If anybody saw the uh, Space Toys episode, the yes. fellow that came on in the uh, Mandalorian costume with all the yeah. Star Wars action figures, his yeah. wife, Penny Batson, is Penny a very, Batson. very accomplished Super. amateur artist, but yeah. who does amazing work. Unbelievable yeah. abstract art, and it's just like she every time somebody, I see, it wows me every time. Well, she, yeah. she would do well on there because yeah. the, the public would get to yeah. see her, and that's cool. So I saw another thing I noticed when it was hunting around your site there, Michael, was that the paintings are for sale. So then uh, is that the artist selling them, or are you guys selling them for them? What's working? What's going on there? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, and, and sorry, that's not a clear answer. The, the clear answer is the artists are, are selling the work themselves. Okay. Um, we provide the, the infrastructure for them to do so. Mm -hmm. And then we take a small, small commission um, in, in providing that infrastructure. We handle all the payment processing. We handle the shipping. And we also do uh, quite a bit of marketing for the artists to hopefully sell their work more quickly. Um, and given that it's, Sort of so social media just for art, um, where all the conversation can take place. I think it makes sense that the purchase can too. Just like when you're going to, um, like the market in, in New Orleans, if you've ever been there, and uh, you're talking to the artist, looking at the art, and then you can purchase it all in one, one sort of fell swoop. Well, I personally haven't been to New Orleans, although it's one of the places I'd like to go. No, I, I think I'm kind of getting the picture here. And you guys basically handle the administration side of it. Uh, it's it's kind of you provide the place for everybody to come and shop, and you're taking a small piece. And I imagine that's spelled out somewhere on the website, what it costs an artist to uh, sell a painting and whatnot. Yeah, it's uh, the, we, we take 10% um, of the total sale price. Um, and that's all, all spelled out on the site and, and, uh, available for anybody to kind of go and peek under the hood and get a better understanding on. Yeah. You know, I just, just this little quick conversation we're having here, Michael, I lived in New York city for a while and I dated an art buyer mm -hmm. and I went to a few galleries okay. and I remember just what you said. There's a certain amount of people that want to determine what's good and what is not good and i 
back then, this was in the, in the 80s, late 80s, I had said to her one time, I said, gee, I said, this must be intimidating for someone who's never sold a painting before. How did they get it here? And she just kind of gave me a look and she said, well, they don't. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now I can see this, uh, the setup that you have could be very unintimidating for someone to get their artwork out there and seen and, and sold. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of our stated mission is to make the art world more accessible. Um, and that to both the artists and to the collector, uh, there's a lot of folks who, and actually there's a, a lot of research around this too. Um, market research that is where there's a lot of people who want to buy art, who have money to buy art that don't buy art because they go into a gallery and they're super intimidated by, um, one, just the whole idea of it, looking dumb, asking dumb questions yeah, and not having the confidence to, yeah, the process. Yeah, yeah. And well, we've the been, confidence in their own taste too. Yeah. And and us here, you know, with this show called the the Collector's Cast, and I had said a few times to to Clint, I said, Well, you know, really we, we've got to do a little bit more about art because when it in my mind, when it comes to if you say, Well, I'm I'm a collector, automatically the first thing I think of is an art collector. Mm. And then maybe second, a car collector, but you know, it's, uh, there are people, uh, people love art. Even people, myself, I'm not a, I'm not a art, uh, expert by any means, but I know what I like and I enjoy looking at art and I enjoy going to galleries, but now I'm going to enjoy looking online as well. Sure. And, and that leads me back to the, the fact that, yes, this is a, a collector's uh, show based on collecting all things. And I was that was going to be my next question to you, Michael. Uh, uh, you're obviously in the art business. Are you yourself a collector of art or anything else? Yeah, um, I, I am a, an art collector. I have 14 works hanging in my, my home of um, varying uh, prominence and, and sort of backgrounds. Um, but uh, the first one my grandparents gave me for my 10th birthday, they were big art collectors and um, they saw that I was obsessed with all the art that they had. Mm -hmm. So they, they, that's what uh, my 10th birthday present was. I still have that work. It's hanging above my couch. Would that um, be an artist anybody would uh, know of or? Uh... No, it's uh, I think that they, they probably spent a, a 10 year old birthdays, 10 year olds birthday budget on it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, they, they, they got it in Mexico and, and it's actually still one of my favorite pieces. I've tried to find and track down the artist and see if there's any information, um, around them or around him, her, I'm not sure. Uh, but I haven't been able to, to do it. Well, isn't, um, isn't that so. just driving home the point? Kind of what Mike here said earlier, Michael, is that, uh, you know, it's, it's really beauties in the eye of the beholder. And if you, uh, whether you know a lot about art or you don't, your eye knows what it likes. And it sounds to me like you cherish that painting as much as any Picasso or anything, because it means so much to you. And, yeah. uh, you know, even if it was the, yeah. uh, maybe they got the, maybe they got the frame at Sears and that was the painting that came with it. <laughs> no, I'm sure they, that wasn't the case. They, they had a little house in uh, San Carlos, Mexico that they would spend the winters in and I'm sure they bought it there. Right. Um, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, there's, there's a whole lot of books written about collecting art and the best ones tell you uh, not to buy art because of anything, but, your own personal enjoyment for it. Nice. Um, because 
everything else that sort of can come and go. It's it's a little bit like the uh, the crypto where you have to really be into uh, the cryptography because the value could diminish overnight. Yeah. And, our, and in many cases, you know, you you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're buying you're buying a meme stock a lot of times when you're you're buying art yeah. where the value could go up astronomically. Um, it might not, but so long as you love what you're looking at, you get to live with it every day and get the enjoyment there. Um, yeah, it's funny, Michael, you're, you're, you're just, you're kind of singing my credo there. The way I collect in my, I don't know if you've had a chance to check out the show yourself, but in my uh, shop of wonders here, the cave of wonders, I've got a lot of things on the walls everywhere. A lot of it's art. Some of it, uh, quite a bit of it is vintage signs, but we spoke with a lady, uh, Heather Baker, Baker's Dozen Antiques who herself is an art major and used to be an art teacher. And she said that uh, a lot of the old porcelain signs are now becoming the modern art because people are paying thousands upon thousands of dollars to hang these old signs in their house. And uh, back to uh, why you're singing my credo sort of thing is, is the fact that I buy my signs and everything in here the same exact way, Michael, is I buy it if I love it and I'm not afraid to buy it at that price that means i'll be happy to keep it forever at that price and if nobody ever wants it or it doesn't go up in value so be it i bought it because i love it i'm not going to ever get stuck with anything that way so well it's, it's also a good sort of uh uh litmus test in that if you really really like something then somebody else probably will like it too we yes. all think we're so unique and we are unique but uh so much of our taste is driven off of marketing and and whatever else yeah. which like most, a lot of the value in art is, um, and, and I can give you guys a quick breakdown on how art is sort of valued other than supply, demand, and, um, well, it's supply, demand, and marketing, but that breaks down into provenance, which is who is owned or who has bought an artist, the condition, is it real or not? And then exposure and quality and exposure is the biggest one that's getting driven today through, what gallery you're in, if you're in museums. Um, but then social media is the really big one that we're playing off of a lot and providing a lot of tools for artists to sort of drive their own value by getting more critiques and getting more upvotes and getting sort of building more buzz around it. Um, uh, yeah, I've got a, well, I've, I've been signaled by our producer that we are running a little behind on time here, but I'm going to just say that cheers to you for bringing all that art out onto a bigger stage where it could be appreciated by such a wider audience. And it's not just the big galleries determining value and saying who gets to be in the big show and who doesn't. So yeah. good on you. That's, yeah, that's excellent. Awesome, Michael. And and just on that note, uh, be assured that there's three artists that I know for sure I'm going to be steering your way. There because you they're, they're, Amazing. they're just they're great artists, and they're just, uh, for lack of better terms, I'd say a little shy about what to do. So... Your your platform, yeah. I think, is going to be perfect for them. Amazing. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Have a uh, wonderful rest of your show, and uh, thank hopefully you we'll so chat much. with you yeah, soon. We really appreciate you taking the time yeah. uh, to get on with us here, and thank you so much for being patient and getting on the show. And, and thanks for doing what you're doing, Michael. Yeah, yeah. and you've promoted uh, your site that much more, and uh, we're, we're starting to get kind of, uh, I don't want to brag or anything, but we're I think there's dozens of people listening to the show, so... <laughs> So, you know, we're going to give you some exposures there. Anyway. Uh, well, I appreciate, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, one more time. The name of the site, uh, Michael, is? 
It's altamira.art, A-L-T-A-M-I-R-A dot A-R-T. Excellent. And this fellow you've all been listening to educating us is Mr. Michael Fashionello. We really appreciate having on Michael, having you on, Michael. And uh, please uh, get back to us with an update on how your site's doing in the future. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much, guys. Take all care, right, Mike. guys. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks, Michael. Welcome back, everybody, to the Collector's Cast. Well, that's quite an amazing story about that art website there. Uh, yeah. You know, as an artist myself, as a guy who likes to dabble around and, and do stuff, uh, I think I'm going to visit that a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, hey, there's there's a way for a lot of people who are good artists and would maybe have have always dreamt about or would like to be able to sell their stuff. There's a... Well, like I, said to, like I said to Michael in the interview, you know, <coughs> this very, very much equates in my mind to the music industry and how it used to be that you had to be, you, it, you had to know somebody, you had to be in the door yep. to get recorded, to get your stuff on the radio. It used to be a real old boys club. And I think the, as you were saying about the galleries in New York and that, you know, that's, that's where the old boys club hangs out. Yep. And this guy's making it now a, a way different method to uh, get known and yeah that's just awesome people will see it they like it they buy it yes well anyway i think we covered art pretty good there but i've got to go to a trivia question now because our, our trivia let's face it has become very popular with the listeners and uh i've got a trivia question here would you like to hear it i would love to hear it okay well this is funny it's I, the the question is easy but i'm reading the answer that our producer aiden sent me he did the research on this, and I'll have to get my head around the answer. Okay, the question is, how much did Picasso's first painting sell for? Was it not some ridiculous amount, like, equivalent to, like, $5? Uh, well, I'll tell you right now. It's a trick question. And I was not aware of this either, that it didn't sell because he was eight years old when he did it. And it was called Picador, and it had to do with bullfighting because his father had taken him to see bullfighting. Huh, I did not so, know that. So it did not sell. I should have known that because I had a few Picassos. Yeah, well, but you didn't have that one. You didn't no. have the one you did when no, he was eight I years did old, did you? Yeah, no. so there. Anyway, uh, I didn't know that either, so we both just learned something. And now I believe before we uh, bow out, you're going to read us one of our lovely listener, listener questions. Listener questions, right. I love doing from, these. Ah, I like the list. Jillian from Campbell River. Jillian, Camel River. Hey, that's, that's my sister. Lives your sister there. lives there, and that is that one absolutely beautiful place, Campbell it's, River, it's a British very Columbia. Very nice little fishing community. Super, super community. Yeah. How many times, Jillian asks, how many times have you sold something and immediately regretted it? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, Jillian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Well, since we're doing an art show, okay, I, I'm going to say a lot. Probably too yeah. many times to count. But since we're doing an art show, I will talk about uh, art that I sold once that I regretted. But it's funny because it was what made me a... Technically, you're not a professional until you get paid to do something, correct? You know, you play yeah. a music gig and they give you 10 bucks. You're a professional musician, I suppose. Uh, but no, the first time I ever sold art, I had uh, one of my sketchbooks full of... Uh, I mean, I still do to this day like drawing things like knives and swords and dragons and wizards and barbarians and that kind of cool imagery and i had a, a little sketchbook full of stuff like that 
And a guy that I met just partying somewhere when I was a teenager, we were all hanging out. Uh, he goes, wow, these are great. Can I buy these off you? I said, what do you mean buy them? Because my buddy has a tattoo studio, and I want to buy these pictures to, for him to have tattoo ideas. I went, well, what would you buy them for? And at the time, you know, it was like, oh, hang on. He dug around. He's like, I got 35 bucks. 35 bucks? You could wow. buy three cases of beer and a pack <laughs> of smokes and like, yes, I'll sell that. But, you know, even though that was a lot of money at the time, because like, yeah. you know, we used to put 10 bucks in our car and drive all weekend. $35 seemed like a lot of money at the time, but I was immediately a little bit regretful that those were gone, that I didn't have them to look yeah. at anymore and remember. So I guess that poses a thing to all artists. Before you sell your first piece of work, think about it. Do you yeah. really want to see it go? Yeah, and I, I've never had any artwork of my own to sell, but I do regret selling my Picassos. Yeah. Because they're only going to go up in value. Yeah, and but and you did well on them. Didn't I you? did. Oh, I did really was well that, on you them. You bought a boat or something. I bought a boat. Yeah, selling <laughs> paintings to buy a boat so, is a legitimate I, reason. I think that, everybody will agree. That's how I justified. I got, I got these two Picassos, or I could have that boat. Mm -hmm. It was a done deal. It was the boat. There you go. <laughs> so boats trump art in Michael Blosky's world <laughs> every time. Anyway, uh, Aiden, our producer, has given us a funny look. Before we go, he has something to say. Do you want to know what a case of beer goes for these days? Uh, yeah, I don't drink anymore, so what does a case of beer go for? Uh, if you want a 24-pack of Coors Light in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, that'll come out to forty-one twenty-nine before tax. Canadian. 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 Oh. Well, we used to say a case was 12. So in that's that case, actually pretty a lot cheap. Less. That, that's actually pretty cheap. 41, like 20... 12 is twenty-five forty-nine. Six that's Coronas. Six Coronas... Um, are uh, 20, 20 bucks for six Coronas. For six, yeah. The yeah. less you get, the more it costs. I, 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 $14.49 before tax. I'd research that But, dude, that we used to friend. buy beer beer, the no-name beer, with just said beer, and it had the heart yeah. on the bottle and the stubbies. We used to buy those for $8 a case. Oh, I bet you it tasted good. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you didn't <laughs> forget what your head felt like the next day. That wasn't part of the equation. It was the $8 you could buy beer for was the thing anyway we've somehow drifted from art and talking about beer and i don't know uh that's just what happens on this show we go down rabbit holes we go in a lot of different directions when we start talking about collecting and uh we hope you join us the next time we do it because we do it every week and we have a lot of fun doing it don't we oh we sure do and uh yeah once again i've been clint he's been mike this has been the collector's cast thank you all and take care everyone bye-bye